What will the climate of your retirement be? Did you prepare? Do you have a plan? Are you in for a storm of volatility, worry, even panic, and living with the fear of outliving your money? Or did you establish a relationship with a financial advisor who is a retirement planning specialist? It's never too late. Then it's sunny skies and warm temps for you year-round in your retirement. Contact Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have become mainstream. Should you have some crypto in your retirement portfolio? On today's show, we'll outline some things to consider whether or not to make sense for you. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is, of course, author of uh, Every Dime Every Day, a great little book. He's president of Frisbee and Associates. Uh, he is an independent fiduciary. He's got a lot of experience, got a great team of folks at Frisbee Benefits. Uh, hey, Kevin, what's happening? Hey, how you doing today, Steve? Very, very well, thank you. I love this topic, and only because, I mean, it's it's complicated, certainly. Uh, we're talking cryptocurrency, but it also seems to be on everybody's mind. And I'm seeing a lot of people ask about it when it comes to retirement. So it's appropriate that we're talking about just that here today. It really is, and I get asked that almost every single day at this point, Steve, where people are saying, hey, it's all over the news uh, they're starting to follow some of the uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoins if they haven't already invested in it. So it's a matter of saying, all right, yeah, should you have that or should you be looking at, at that as part of your portfolio? That's the question that people are asking me. So is it appropriate for an investment? How, how do we know? I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of unknowns about it, but what do we know for sure? You know, myself and the other guys, advisors here in the office have kicked this around a little bit lately. I'm a, I'm a skeptic, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. If, if you look at what's going on, particularly in the last few weeks and the volatility of the markets and, and, and particularly volatility in Bitcoins and some of the cryptocurrencies, I, I, I'm a skeptic because I do believe that the Federal Reserve, the central bankers will step down and regulate and maybe not even allow uh, a currency platform like that to exist at some point in the future. And the reason I said that is because at some point in the future, you're going to have the Federal Reserve roll out and launch what they call what they're calling the Fed dollar. So it's going to be the digital currency, of the United States. The Chinese yuan is already being established and being test run in three major provinces in China. The Japanese central bank signed off on on agreeing to now create their own digital currency. The European Central Bank has already signed off on it. Uh, so you've got all these major central banks of the world saying, "Yep, we're all going to collectively." Uh, you know, create our digital currency and ultimately move in the direction of eliminating cash is what the whole intent is. Why is that? Well, number one, it's a tracking mechanism because if you if you eliminate cash, the theory that they have is you're going to eliminate organized crime. They're going to eliminate the, the 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 dollars that are traded for drugs and those type of things. You know that's not going to happen in that way. The criminals are always going to find a way to do what they do in their enterprises. But that's going to be the argument to convince people 
to accept more accept this this digital platform. And I think what's going on now with this crypto craze and the bitcoins of the world, it they're allowing it to happen right now to some degree so that it it it's conditioning us to learn about cryptos, hear about cryptos, it's conditioned us to accept it ultimately when the Federal Reserve comes out and rolls out their their Fed dollars, what it's called. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, the Fed dollar. I hadn't. Uh, that's that's an interesting thought, and and you say that's probably going to happen. It's it's that's what they're naming it. I, I'm following this wow. very closely. That's wow. the name of the, the the Federal Reserve dollar, the Fed dollar. Here's the thing. Think about this. Jeff Trushon and I were just just talking about this uh, just recently, and he because he's a Bitcoin kind of uh, expert, I would say, within okay. our organization. Sure. And so the commentary we talked about was. What's the what's the benefit or the downside to the, the consumer? But what's the benefit to the, the the government, right, to control that currency to that degree? Well, we're spending money to the to the a rate we've never seen. They're printing money that they're not slowing down. They're actually accelerating what they're printing for money. So let's say you put and and, and it's you're not going to have an option. Everything goes onto the digital platform, and let's say now they need to pay uh, pay off some of the debt or some of the interest on the debt, and you transfer a hundred dollars of your asset. Uh, from cash dollars to the digital platform, they could come in and say, well, overnight, your dollar is only worth 95 cents tomorrow because we need to pay some of the debt. So now they've got access to our money. Wow. And and so you think about that. I mean, that's yeah, the- Yeah, just that's was. The, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but my point is, if you go start to read some of the articles of the design and the, and the, and the, and the purpose of creating that digital currency, it's not just about the control and, and trying to eliminate organized crime and, and trying to- you know, it's all it's all about control and taxing, but also having the ability to go into your bank account in a drop of a hat and and shave off a couple three percent of everybody's account to pay the the interest on the debt that they're creating. Wow! So I mean, uh, boy, that that's that's a whole discussion in and of itself, Kevin. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't expect. I mean, again, if you read deep, I'm talking deep yeah. into the tea leaves of what's going on right now. There's articles that talk about what I'm talking about right, right here. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to start digging. Eight hundred nine nine eight five six four nine. I thought I was pretty well researched on this one, but you have oh, you have shed some light on it, Kevin. <laughs> I appreciate it, uh, and I think folks at home do too. Uh, you know. So let's talk cryptocurrency and taxes. I mean, today it's it's kind of a, a you know wild west out there. It really is, and so the Internal Revenue Service has has altered their tax forms. Right when you go file your taxes, everybody has to answer a question if you've partaken in any uh, transfers or or uh, anything any kind of activity in a cryptocurrency. So that's part of the tax form. And guess what? If you if you have and you have not put on that, that on your tax form. Uh, and you get called out, uh, you're you're in trouble. Basically, is what that is. So, but taxes—the whole part. I think part of the reason that people are attracted to Bitcoin is the so-called privacy and the fact that it can be traced by the by the governments of the world. And so, there's an element of privacy there, which I'm not sure about that that fact either. I, I I'm a skeptic of that because everything's trackable. Um, it'd be hard to not track that, right? But but the whole point about the taxes is. If you have gains in your crypto and you've made some transactions, you've got to report that on your income tax. Otherwise, you you could be called out and all of a sudden get get in trouble with the internal revenue. Are you having discussions with clients? Are they asking you, "Hey, can I get into Bitcoin? Is that a good idea for me?" Ah, uh, listen, I, all the time. I've I've people that ask me all the time. I had a client recently uh, email me saying, "Hey, Kev, cash out my Roth IRA and uh, buy me some Bitcoin." And I, and I wrote her back. I'm like, number one. 
that's not what we do here. I mean, if you want to go buy Bitcoin, I'm going to, why don't you do this? I'm, I, I told her, I said, go open your own retail account at TD Ameritrade. And I'm going to transfer from your TD Ameritrade account with us over to that account. And then you can buy whatever you want because it, it's on a private plat on your own private platform. Sure. So no, yeah, client can't call us up and say, Kev, put some Bitcoin in my portfolio. That's not what we do as, as advisors. We're doing a, a good tactical management, a lot of different investments in the portfolios. But if you want to buy it on your own and, and you want to carve up some of your money you have with us, go do your own thing with TD Ameritrade or E-Trade or whoever you might choose. And then we'll move money over there. And then you can go purchase your, your own Bitcoins or Ethereums or whatever else might be. Well, but that's what I was going to get at. I mean, there's more than just Bitcoin. You know, the list of, of digital currencies out there is, is pretty long. It is pretty long. And, and again, that tells me what, you know, there's, there's newness to this. Um, there's, there's not enough regulations to this at this point. At some point, that's going to get tightened down. And so it's like anything new, right, in an area that you have all these startups and pop-ups. Well, they're not all going to survive. And at the end of the day, if you're putting money out there, if you're taking money and going to a cryptocurrency platform to purchase some, but you want to do it with play money, I'm fine. It's like going to the casino. You know, when you walk in the door of the casino, you have the potential of walking out without that money. And if you look at crypto investing like that, perfectly fine. Go dabble, go put some money there and, and have some fun with it. But if you're thinking that you're going to have that as a catastrophe play and the dollar is going to crash and all of a sudden you've got your crypto, well, how do you get your crypto out if that happens? I mean, at the end, really think yeah. about it at the end of the day. It's like the gold, gold people that would come up and always ask me, if, what, what crypto's done for me is they've taken now the question from gold and silver to crypto. crypto. And so my, my response is the same people that ask me about gold and silver all the time. In a catastrophe play, if you think you're going to take that gold and silver to the grocery store and shave off some ounces to be able to buy your groceries, that's never going to happen. It's never going to go that direction. You're better off to buy guns and ammo instead of gold and silver. And the same thing, you're better off to buy guns and ammo instead of crypto. Well, how how do you even spend you know Bitcoin or any kind of cryptocurrency? I mean, there's there's nothing tangible. There's not a there's not an actual coin. And when they say Bitcoin mining, they're not actually mining anything, but just using a computer, they're they're finding it, I guess. But but how how do you even spend it? That's a good question. I mean, again, I'm not an expert on Bitcoin or or some of the cryptos, but I can't even answer that. I really don't even know. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's to me, that's like, yeah. And then, I mean, and I know we're running out of time here, but but again, we're not, uh, you know, we're not going to dig into blockchain, but that's a whole other element of this thing that that's pretty complicated and, and I mean, kind of interesting and kind of scary. Well, it's there, there's some benefits. Again, it's all tied together. I've, I've researched a lot about blockchain. Blockchain is a ultra high security for transaction control, meaning you know you can't be hacked, all that kind of thing. I I do like some of the elements of the blockchain strategy and the technology for think about. It. I'm in the financial services business, and we use obviously a high end security platform to make sure our clients accounts are protected, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if we had blockchain, which is the ultra high, you know, can't be hacked, all that kind of thing, and our clients knew that we're using blockchain technology, can't be hacked. Well, there's an element of security that feeling that goes with that, right? Sure. That, hey, I, I, I'm putting my transactions through this platform where, where same thing with banks. The, the banks are talking about using, utilizing somehow implementing blockchain technology, which is just can't be hacked technology for banking transactions between banking systems. And so there's, there's going to be some benefit with the blockchain technology. Well, and what I've read too, and, and is that there is a finite amount of Bitcoin. 
Right. Well, I mean that that was well, and, how it was again, determined. I, I, Wow, you know, I don't know how it's determined. I know, I know that this that, that people talk about mining. I, a friend of mine who's uh, he who's again he's out of the Carolina area, actually in your area. He's uh, I would consider him uh, the the Bitcoin the Bitcoin guru. He talks about mining and and how he's got computers set set up in his house and, and how all of that. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? You're my my you. My idea of mining is you go into a coal mine or a gold mine and you've right. got a hammer and a, and a bucket and you're, you know, you're, you're sifting through a, a creek or something, something that's mining to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I, This whole technology mining, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, there's certainly a lot to know and there's certainly a lot to learn, uh, but it's it's always comforting to know that you are looking out for us and that, that you know, you and your team are researching this and, and can answer the questions. At least some of the questions. Yeah, we're we're doing our best to, to try to follow along because we're asked so much. Yeah. Well, folks, if you wanna if you wanna have that conversation, if you wanna learn a little bit more, now's the time to give Kevin a call. That's right, Steve. For the next ten callers who will call in today, we're gonna create a one page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full blown financial plan. This review is a four hundred and ninety nine dollar value. We're gonna give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next ten callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now going to get that comprehensive financial review. We'll show you where you are today, and then you will have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. If you think saving for retirement is a chore, just wait till it's time to withdraw the money and keep taxes at a minimum once you retire. Good news is I can help you offer options to help you achieve your ideal retirement. In retirement, some people like to take it easy. Uh, Let's see, to nap or not to nap. And some people like to go, go, go. And then we went to St. Thomas, then New Orleans, then our grandson's soccer game, then for the theater of New York to Bora Bora. You know what the beauty of it is? It's your choice. Ah, live it like you want. If you have the right plan, enter Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649. Funny money or not so funny money? This time, we're talking about funny money. Benjamin Franklin said, a penny saved is a penny earned. But how much is a penny really worth? Well, technically, still one cent, but it depends on when it was minted. If it's a pre-1982 penny, the copper in it's actually worth more. Pennies made before 1982 were 95% copper. Since 2000, the price of copper has risen dramatically, making the meltdown value of these pennies more than the face value of the coin. Based on per pound current value of copper, the copper in each pre-1982 penny is worth 1.7 cents. Melted down, its value is 70% higher. But wait! 
Don't go melting down your pennies just yet. It's illegal. Hold on to them, though. If the penny is ever discontinued as legal tender, then melt away. I'm Dave Perkins with Funny Money. We're back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, and his team, they're fiduciaries, they're independent, and uh, Kevin is president of Frisbee and Associates. Uh, great conversation in the last segment, Kevin. I mean, I was taking notes uh, furiously because now I've got a lot of homework to do. Um, you know, I thought I was fairly knowledgeable, but whoa, you, woke, you opened my eyes. And I think yeah, that's listen, what a lot of folks are thinking. <laughs> Go do a little bit more study, Steve, and let's recircle back around on uh, a future show and, and sure. figure out, you know, maybe more in depth on on some of what's going on. I'll do the same. I'm going to go do a little bit more reading on on the bitcoins and what's behind it, and so I can be more knowledgeable as well. All right. I, well, I look forward to that. And um, so, in, in this count, in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about. You know, once you get into retirement, um, we need to figure out withdrawal strategies and it's things we've talked about before. But again, you've got to follow the rules to make sure that you don't end up on the on the wrong side. Yeah, and and the first and foremost thing is, and and they keep changing the rules, so it's hard to pin down right now. Right now, to follow the rule of the requirement of distribution is you have now until seventy two years old that you're not required to take money out of your retirement account at seventy two is now a trigger point where they say you've got to take your minimum distribution uh, of your retirement accounts. The, the, they're, they're talking about increasing that um, to 73, 74, and 75 going forward. So that is yet to pass. I will keep my clients abreast to that. As soon as that happens, we'll, I'm sure we'll do a, sh- a part of a show on it. Sure. When the oh, changes absolutely. happen, that's kind of what we do. Yeah, I was putting together some notes as well that, that, that kind of uh, outlines what uh, what Secure Act 2.0 might be. And I was hesitant to, to jump in it too far because it, it's not a reality yet. That's true. It's not a reality. It We, we do believe it's got support on both sides. Yes, it's probably going to pass. Yeah. Uh, right now, they're focused on the uh, the, the spending and tax bill uh, that uh, is being proposed and and, uh, and trying to get bipartisan support, which we'll do a whole part of a show on that uh, yeah. another week, maybe yep. next week or the week yeah, after, sure. because that's going to be a, a massive effect on retirement savings and people that are trying to, to get to that end game. Yes, of course. So as we start talking about this, um, you know, RMDs, yep, at 72. Now we've got other accounts that we have to think about. And how do we know what money to take from where and when? And, and I know that's that's your specialty. That's what you do. Yeah, you know, there's a lot that is has to be accounted for in here, where to take from, in the right order to take it from, those type of things. Collectively, whatever you have for pre-taxed accounts, Let's say the, the requirement of distribution percentage, let's say 4% by the time you turn 70. It's actually 3.91, but, but call it 4 for an even number. So you all you do is you add up all your retirement accounts that you have not paid taxes on it yet. So you don't have to uh, uh, look at uh, like a, a non-IRA type of account. It's only the IRA ca- type of accounts. And then multiply it by 4%. And that's the number roughly where you are supposed to take that money out every single year. So that that's what it is. That's how you base it. Um, and then you look at, that money that comes out has to be added to your income and you've got to uh, add that to your income and pay tax. That's why they have the rule. They, they want to force you to take that out so they can get their tax money. Wow. Okay. And, and so that to me is one of the motivating things to do a Roth conversion so that we don't have to, you know, so the RMDs could be less invasive, if you will. 
That's for sure. Uh, the, the Roth conversion conversation, especially this time of year coming up into the fall, it's the time that I tell all my clients, this is the time of year we're going to have conversations about Roth conversions because if it makes sense and if you can carve money out of a retirement account and go to a Roth account and, and do it till it pushes you to the top of the bracket you're in without having to force you to pay additional uh, taxes in a higher bracket, it might make sense. It probably is going to make sense to start moving some of that money over to a Roth and do a conversion. Especially with the, the again the bill that's in in uh, in Congress right now that they're hammering out of raising taxes. Well, guess what? Taxes are going higher. So if that if that's the case, the politicians are all saying the same thing. Both sides saying taxes are going higher. We just don't know how it's going to be broken down yet. Doesn't it make sense to to, to kind of get in front of that uh, that freight train basically and and move some of that money out now at a lower tax bracket? It, it totally does to me. Sure, absolutely. Uh, folks, if you want to get a head start, I would say give Kevin a call right away. It's 800-998-5649. So we're talking about, you know, withdrawing money from our accounts, doing it in the right order. Um, and this is an interesting note about RMDs could be smaller for some married couples. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So again, uh, the diff what, what happens is some people come in and they have a, a second marriage Yeah, a lot of times, or maybe even a first marriage, and there's an age gap difference between the spouses. And so if you have a significant, significantly younger spouse who is expected to inherit your IRA, you may be able to reduce your required distributions based on the younger spouse's age. Okay. So thereby it could be you know, a way to trim taxes and make your retirement funds last longer than they normally would have. So there's some downsides with marrying younger spouses too. And we won't get into that on today's show, but you know, talking <laughs> about another in, insurance <laughs> coverages and all that kind of thing. Sure. So, well, so we'll side note on that for another show, Steve. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So, you know, a, a lot of folks, when it comes to RMDs, they've been, you know, they've been a good saver. They've got a good plan put together and they don't need that money. So what can we do? I, I mean, is is charity charity an option? Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of things that can happen. So number one, you could have uh, make a charitable contribution directly from your retirement account to a charity, and that could count as your RMD, but it won't count as income. That could be one thing. Okay. Um, if you take the the uh, the RMD out, you pay taxes on it. Maybe you start doing a gifting strategy. If you get kids and grandkids, I have this conversation all the time with people. In fact, I'm going to bring it up because a lot of people haven't thought about this. And I'll, if you listen to the radio, think about this. You're you're in your young seventies. You probably got kids in your fifties. You probably got grandkids in your you know twenty twenty five years old range, or, or maybe even younger. Wouldn't it be nice to say, hey, if you don't need that money, why don't you take and put some of that, or start gifting some of that money to the kids, knowing that you can see them enjoy that money while you're still alive. You know, I have clients all the time say, yeah, I help my kid with a you know build a garage, and I give them a down payment on a house, or I I paid off a, a, a credit card debt, or or I help them, uh, you know, I went in here the other day doing a review saying my son got behind on his apartment and I give him a couple thousand dollars to catch up on his rent uh, with the landlord. That's kind of a fun way to, to do things. Yeah. That's one idea as well. I like it. There two, two ideas there. Third idea, think about this. Let's say you don't need the money and you got a pretty good health, uh, healthy status. Maybe we go take some of that extra money you don't need and go buy a life insurance policy with a tax-free death benefit that you could leave behind a, le a real legacy to your kids, grandkids, or even charities, and now multiply, you know, making a, a, a premium payment to a life insurance company, giving yourself a tax-free death benefit to either A, leave a legacy, or B, pay to the taxes. Again, talking about the tax bill being proposed right now, they're going to they're gonna increase taxes on what people leave behind it as inheritance. So 
maybe this is a strategy you take the RMD, go buy a life insurance policy to pay the income taxes on what they're going to charge your kids and grandkids, what you leave behind. All right. Wow, that's pretty creative, Kevin. Well, again, I, I'm a we're smart organization here. We're trying to be creative to our clients and bring the best possible ideas. And I've done some of that planning with clients, and it's 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 panned out really well, actually. Sure. So we, we talked a bit about Roth conversions, how important that is, and you're doing those on a pretty regular basis with folks, aren't you? Uh, for sure. Like I said, this is a great time of year to start talking about this. You, you know, you get into the fall, September, October, we're kicking this around. We're executing in November, beginning of December. You got to have it done by the uh, December 31st. And I tell my clients all know I take a two week vacation uh, at the end of December, the end of the year, my Christmas break. So everything's got to be done by mid-December at the very latest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then uh, again, once you do that, if you take care of it in October, November, you don't have to worry about it. It's done. Well, and again, there's a lot of times where, you know, that as like you said, this time of the fall, you know, get into October, you know, that's the time to really have that review because things happen, you know, things are locked in at the end of the year. And that's right, Steve. And that's why we tell our clients at the end of the year, October, November timeframe is the best time to do the Roth conversion strategy. You don't want to do it early in the year because if your income situation changed and you did it early, you can't reverse that. So there's no going back. So the best time right now, October, November, uh, first part of December, sit down, let's Go through Roth conversion strategy. Does it make sense? How much can we convert and execute? And this is the time of the year. You must be just busier than than ever, especially this time of year as you get into, you know, end of September, October, and even uh, even through Thanksgiving, I suppose, things stay pretty busy because you're meeting with everybody. We, we are. We're extremely busy this time of year. Actually, it's a, it's a busier time of year typically anyway. We don't have a, any real lulls during the year, slow times. Even summertime, we're, we're straight out through. But people get off their summer break. And all of a sudden, September comes around. We're, we're really hopping with our seminar schedules right now. People are coming out really in, in, in bigger numbers. Um, and so what we're seeing is people are interested in getting information, getting good information, um, being educated. You've got market volatility now that's, that's going on that people don't want to have big losses in their portfolios, especially if they're going to retire. So yeah, the phone's ringing and we're, we're serving. We're doing a great job. We've got the, the, the horsepower here to be able to help as many people as we can. Well, folks, if you'd like a little help, now's the time. Make that call. Get on the calendar while there's still some spots available. Great idea, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. Hey, folks, here it is. It's a great way for you to, well, get a financial roadmap put together. If it's something you've never done before, don't procrastinate any longer. Simply make that call. It's 800-998-5649. Kevin and the team are there for you to give you a true practical financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Just give you some insight into where you are today. It's a comprehensive financial review. And the, the best part is, is when you walk out the door, you will have in your hand a 
roadmap or a guide that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 10 callers right now, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. Are you ready to retire? Just saying yes doesn't mean you are. When we come back, we'll highlight several steps to take right now to make sure you're really ready for retirement. Remember that feeling on the last day of school just before summer vacation? How about that feeling you get around 4 o'clock Friday afternoons? Now multiply both of those by 100, maybe 1,000, maybe more. And that's the feeling you get just before you retire if you have the right plan. And you don't have to go it alone. You need someone to set you up with a comprehensive plan avoiding risk and pitfalls and securing lifetime income in your retirement. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800 998 800-998-5649. In April 1948, Charles P. Lazarus founded a baby furniture retailer, Children's Bargain Town in Washington, D.C. The focus of the store changed in June 1957, and the first Toys R Us, dedicated exclusively to toys rather than furniture, was opened by Lazarus in Rockville, Maryland. Lazarus also designed and stylized the Toys R Us logo, which featured a backwards R to give the impression that a child wrote it. On September 18, 2017, Toys R Us Incorporated filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, stating the move would give it flexibility to deal with $5 billion in long-term debt, borrow $2 billion so it could pay suppliers for the upcoming holiday season, and invest in improving current operations. The company had not had an annual profit since 2013. It was initially stated that only the U.S. and Canadian operations would be affected and that its brick-and-mortar stores and online sales sites would continue to operate. On June 29, 2018, Toys R Us shut down all of its remaining U.S. locations after 70 years of operations. The company planned to revive the Toys R Us and Babies R Us brands in the future. In November 2018, it was announced that grocery market chain Kroger would add toy displays under Jeffrey's Toy Box brand, a store within a store concept from the toy company, to some of its locations to sell selections of Toys R Us private label products. The brand operates under Jeffrey LLC, an intellectual property holding company within Toys R Us. On January 20th, 2019, the company emerged from bankruptcy as True Kids. On October 8th, 2019, True Kids announced a partnership with rival Target that relaunches ToysRUs.com ahead of the 2019 holiday season and redirects its shoppers to Target.com once they select the buy button. On November 27, 2019, Toys R Us opened a retail store at Westfield Garden State Plaza in Paramus, New Jersey. On December 7th of that same year, a second location was opened in Houston, Texas. In 2020, Toys R Us ended their deal with Target. Instead, ToysRUs.com returned to having their sales through Amazon.com, this being the first time since 2006 that Toys R Us partnered with Amazon. Until their liquidation and closing in 2018, the company owned 739 stores in the United States, in addition to more than 750 international stores and more than 245 licensed stores in 37 countries and jurisdictions. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Financial Safari is the show. Kevin Frisbee is here. Kevin, of course, president of Frisbee and Associates, author of the book Every Dime Every Day, and uh, so much more. You, you know, Kevin, you, you mentioned the uh, the seminars and you said the turnout's really coming up, uh, showing up. I mean, I think that's very encouraging. It makes me feel good that that people are willing to come out and, and have these conversations. 
Without a doubt, Steve. And I'm so happy to start seeing people smiling faces in the audience and just, we have a good time. We're totally educational seminars. We never saw anything at these. It's not about that at all. We've been, we've been doing these for 15 years now already. And, and again, I think people appreciate that. The fact that these guys are true and true to who they say we're coming out and we're going to take their package of information home and decide if we want to go back in and visit with them. Sure. And that's all it is. It's an edgy time. And it, we keep it short too. It's an hour, hour and 15 minutes for our retirement income planning workshop. It's a two hours for our asset preservation workshop. And we cover a lot of ground on them. All right. Fair enough. 888-900-998-5649. Visit the website, frisbeebenefits.com, frisbeebenefits.com. And, and you can find out some more about the seminars, what they do. And, and, and you can find a lot of things on your website, Kevin, that's for sure. There's a lot on the website, including, Steve, about three years back of podcasts from our radio show that we've done together. Uh, yeah. And so that's all on the website as well. All right. Fair enough. And and uh, all right. So let's jump into this. Um, you know, yeah, just saying, yeah, I'm ready to retire, but are you? Uh, and I mean, it's getting there, I guess, is is easier than than actually doing it. I mean, if we save well and, and we do some things that we should do, and one of them at the top of the list, and I know this is what you prefer, retire your debt before you retire. That's right. I love that. Uh, exactly how you just said it. Retire your debt before you retire. And I'm a get out of debt guy. I'm going to give a copy of my book to everybody that's uh, calling in today. So if you're listening, if you've not gotten a copy of my book yet, Call us up and grab one. We'll send it, no cost, no obligation to visit with us. Um, or even just if you want to copy the book, you don't even have to visit with us. I'll give that away. All right. The whole point of the, the why I wrote the book, well, a couple of reasons why I wrote the book, but the number one reason was I had gotten into credit card debt and had a repoed vehicle. So you're talking about a guy that went through this and the pain points of going through something like that. And it's different, yes, than somebody retiring, having higher payments that they can make the payments on. But But the whole point is, Debt is never really a good thing. There's positive debt, and I can make arguments, you know, against that with mo low rates and mortgages and type type of thing like that. But if you can get rid of your debt and eliminate those payments, you don't need as much money saved up on the other side to to cover uh, having enough uh, money to cover those payments. And so it's a bit. It ends up being a big deal getting out of debt. Plus, it's a peace of mind thing, Steve. Oh gosh, yes. It, you know, I had a woman, uh, yeah, a couple just come in here, brought their daughter in. So there's a three three person meeting, right? We're talking through everything. They wanted a da daughter to be part of it just to hear me out. And so she's coming in and we're, we're laying out a plan. I said, listen, you got $25,000 left in your mortgage and you've got a $11,000 car payment. You're going to retire here in October. And at the end of October, I said, why don't we do this? January comes around. I don't want you to take any money from your retirement accounts until January because you work most of the year. And so on January, uh, first part of January, we're going to take $36,000 from your retirement accounts that you have with us, and you're going to go pay off your mortgage, and you're going to go pay off your vehicle, and you're going to eliminate $1,700 a month in payments. I, I, and I asked, I said, how do you feel about that? And they're like, I'm in. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you be? You're right. That I mean, you know, getting rid of the debt is just, it's exhilarating, really. And you can lay your head to the pillow at night knowing that you don't have to go write that payment coupon out next month and exactly. pay that payment. It's done. You don't have to think about it or worry about it. All right. So we retire our debt. And then let's talk about risk and, and our risk profile. Obviously, we get a little bit older. Our risk, uh, you know, our, our risk tolerance goes down some. Uh, but that's really more to it than that. Much more to it. So people, a lot of most people do not even know, Steve, how much risk they have in their portfolios. And I can prove it. If you pull out your statement, wherever you have your investments right now, and you look at the pie chart on there, and it says 
basically that means you get 60% equities, 40% in bonds in a, in a bond portfolio. What's the risk factor of that portfolio? Nobody can answer that. I can't even answer that. So we have Morningstar software that the analysis, the portfolio actually we do, people come in, we run that software, uh, the investments through the software, and it dissects every single stock or uh, mutual fund or ETF or investment in that portfolio. And it comes up with a formula, a detailed uh, formula of the actual risk of what's in that portfolio. Most people think 60, 40, all right, I, you know, I might have about 15 or 20% risk. Those 60, 40s typically have 35 to 40% risk, meaning if the, if the markets, the S&P 500 had a, 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 a decline like they had in 2008 or what they had in 2001, and all of a sudden you got $500,000 in your portfolios, if you lost 40% of that, how would you feel about that? That's a couple hundred thousand dollars. Now you get left with 300,000. Is, is, are you going to be able to be okay with that? No, I don't like the sound of that at retiring? all. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. That's the point. So first and foremost, let's figure out what that number is. How much risk do you have? If you need to make adjustments, if it's higher than you want or than you think, then we do need to make adjustments. At that point, we can come and make recommendations on how to adjust, what to adjust, and reallocate that portfolio to get you in a position where you need to be. Sure. And so as we get into retirement, depending on when we retire, if it's before 65, there's that health care gap we have to talk about. Even if you're at Medicare, we have to talk about health care. And, and it's it's just reality. It's totally reality. The, the big elephant in the room a lot of times is the health care question. If somebody wants to retire before they get to be 65 and on Medicare, then what do you do for healthcare? Do you just go bite, bite the bullet, go to healthcare.gov and buy what's out there? That's a possibility. We've got a healthcare specialist as part of the team. If you want to call us, there's no cost to take advantage of that. He can sit down or, or, go, or do a conference call with you and walk you through what that might look like and how to get a subsidy if you qualify and all those type of things. So healthcare is a big factor. You got to build it in your budget. You got to figure out what's the best road to take. One of the things that I, I think you do so well, Kevin, is that you're willing to talk to us about Medicare. You're willing to talk to us about alternative health care. By that, I mean, you know, if you leave work, do you do COBRA? Do you go on the open market? I mean, those are the kinds of things that not every advisor wants to even talk about that. And I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, Steve. We've talked about in the past, you know, why are advisors not getting involved with those discussions? Those are, it, those are things that impact our clients' money. And that's what we do here. We manage money, but we also are, are conscious of how does everything else impact our clients' portfolios and, and their lifestyle? And if we can help a client navigate those, we do help clients navigate those areas of Medicare and health insurance and, and all those type of things, long-term care planning, how do, we, how do we all bring that to the tables? Because we have our clients' interest at the forefront of everything we're doing here. Of course. Well, let's talk about lifestyle. And, and really, when it comes to retirement, creating that lifestyle that we're comfortable with, that we want, that we've worked so hard for, that becomes a big part of what you help us achieve. So when you look at one of the first parts of the conversation when people come in here, we talk about budget planning. And part of the budget planning is you have the basics of running a household, and then the second part is lifestyle. And so the goal in retirement should be this. It should be that you maintain the lifestyle you desire for as long as you're alive without having to worry about running out of money. Right. That's the ultimate goal, right? Yes, of course. Whatever's left at the end is left at the end. That's how it is. So how do you make sure you maintain that lifestyle? Well, it's having that plan in place. It's having that, that strategy in place for minimizing the risk in a portfolio to make sure you get enough returns. Maybe you're not getting enough returns because you got your money parked in a CD in a bank, not making any money anymore. 
Well, guess what? That runs the risk of, of uh, decreasing your lifestyle in the future, especially with the high inflation that's going on right now. So there's a lot of that lifestyle building that we put as part of the plan. It has to be discussed. And it, it really gets down to allocations of where you're invested. And is it the proper place to make sure you maintain that lifestyle? Well, why don't you talk about the, the proper place to be invested? If you are over 59 and a half and you're still working and you have a 401k, you need to have a discussion with Kevin about how to perhaps uh, roll that into an IRA and give yourself more options. And, and why would they do that, Steve? Why? Literally, I, I, I bring that up and people ask Kev, why, what would be the benefit of me doing that? And here's the answer. The answer is, okay, that's a fair question. And obviously, I'm going to answer this with a vested interest. I'd love to have you as a client. But let's, let's, let me step aside from that for a second and say, here's why. You have a 401k and you continue to put money into that 401k and you might be able to call 1-800-ADVISOR and ask some questions. They can't really advise you on what to pick. You have to give an instruction on what you want your money to be put into. Do you have the time, ability, and all of that to research? those investments to, to give the direction to 1-800-ADVISOR to where best put your money? Obviously, the answer is no, right? So the benefit to working with us and rolling it over, if you're still working, you're at least 59 and a half, is we can manage now. We have our active portfolio managers every single day looking at the markets, making changes in the investments. And we do it because we do fee-based. It allows us to have that activity without having our clients pay any additional costs or fees or transaction charges. And then now, our clients know we've got their back, meaning they can be to work. We can have strategy sessions, but we've got our portfolio managers watching those portfolios and making changes, especially in today's world with the volatile market. You have to have somebody watching your back every single day. Right. And that, I mean, and it doesn't have to be us. I mean, we shouldn't be ones, the ones looking at the market panicking. We should just re and, rest assured knowing that that you are taking care of that. And, and, and you that's, really, that's you really can't be, right? If, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're working a job or a career, you're doing whatever, your business is, your focus is during your day on your on your practice, whatever you're doing, right? In your business, your job. You don't have time to be playing on your phone and, and changing investments and watching the market trends. In fact, the people that do that end up getting burnt because all of a sudden, you, your market's making some changes. You make some changes. You go to a board meeting or, or, or a meeting you have or, or some focus on some project you got at your, your work, and all of a sudden, you come back three hours later, well, that three hours, a lot happens in the market. So again, turn it over to a professional, get some professional help, and you're, you're going to have it better managed. You're going to have better returns and less risk. Well, folks, if you need to get on that right path, go ahead and make that phone call right now. Let's invite folks to call, Kevin. Great idea, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 
Hey, folks, here it is. Don't miss this opportunity. This is a great way to, I mean, to cover some of the things that we've talked about today, that Kevin and his team can take that complex world and, and turn it into something that really makes sense. It's a practical financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Just make that phone call, 800-998-5649. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll find it's a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. So you've really got nothing to lose. 10 callers, 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. We'll find out what you're thinking when we come back with your questions. He's letting the clock run out on his social security to age 70 for maximum benefits. And here comes the Roth conversion. He's locked in for income for life. He's got some outstanding coaching with that annuity plan. He's created his own pension as well. And it looks like he's going to go all the way. Play your best retirement game. Call Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. Known as the pioneer of the five-and-dime type store, F.W. Woolworth Company was founded on February 22, 1879, when Frank Winfield Woolworth opened his first Woolworth store in Utica, New York. It was known as Woolworth's Great Five-Cent Store. Unfortunately, the store closed up shop in May 1879. He opened up a second location in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and called it Woolworth's Great Five-Cent Store in June 1879. He asked his brother, Charles Sumner Sum Woolworth, to manage his next location in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in July that same year. It was known as Five Cent Woolworth Brothers Store. Frank later found an ideal location for his next store, Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Five Cent and Ten Cent Woolworth Brothers Store opened on November 6, 1880 with some as manager. The Scranton store is where some fully developed the Brothers Five Cent and Ten Cent merchandising model. By 1904, there were six chains of affiliated stores operating in the United States and Canada. The company continued its 5 and 10 cent business until 1932 when a 20 cent line of merchandise was added. In November 1935, the company's directors decided to discontinue selling price limits altogether. By 1962, Woolworths founded a chain of large single-floor discount stores called Woolco. Some of these stores were branded as Winfields after the founder's middle name. The following year, in 1963, Woolworth expanded into the shoe store business with the purchase of Kinney Shoe Corporation which eventually created the store that Woolworth would be taken over by, Foot Locker. During the 1980s, the company tried many different specialty store formats. They also tried to revive the classic Woolworth store model into Woolworth Express, a small mall-oriented store that would carry everyday convenience items like health and beauty aids, greeting cards, snack foods, cleaning supplies, and school supplies. Focusing on specialty stores and getting away from its five-and-dime roots led to the store's demise. On July 17, 1997, Woolworths closed its remaining department stores in the U.S. and changed its corporate name to Venator. On October 20, 2001, the company changed names again. This time, it took the name of its top retail performer and became Foot Locker Incorporated, which Woolworth started in 1974. The corporate history of Woolworth is legally included in the history of Foot Locker Incorporated, which is the legal continuation of Woolworth.
we're back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. This is our final segment today. Kevin, of course, president of Frisbee and Associates and uh, author of the book called Every Dime Every Day. Kevin said he's given the book away to everybody today. And if you don't have one, I would say that is a good find. Uh, I mean, again, I've, I've enjoyed that book for years, Kevin, and because and, uh, it has been a couple of years since it's out, right? Yeah, it's over three years now, three and a half wow. years I put that out. But we're giving it away to every caller uh, of today's show, regardless if you meet with us or not, no obligation to do anything. So if you want a copy of the book, uh, give us a shout. Well, and again, I'm, I'm going to say this, that, you know, grandparents, if you got grandkids that are, you know, maybe grown up a little bit or maybe even your kids, um, give it, get, get the copy, give it to them. I mean, the, it's so enlightening and so educational and, and written in a very friendly sort of first voice kind of way. Uh, it, it, you learn a lot no matter what. Uh, for sure. And, and uh, to your credit, Steve, obviously you did the voiceover on the, uh, on the uh, uh, book on, uh, uh, yeah, the, the audio <laughs> you know version. Talking? Yeah, I did the audio, the, the audio version. Thank you very yeah. much. I had a blank there for a second. And, and you too, you you captured my voice in my story. And I would tell people, if you want the uh, audio version, go to Audible, go to one of those platforms. You can download the uh, audio version if you if you like the podcast on the road. All right. Fair enough. I like that. Um, let's see. Uh, all right. Well, so we do have some questions here. Let's go to uh, Eddie first in Waterville. Eddie says, I have a 401k with a company I retired from this year. Can I convert those funds to my Roth IRA? I don't want to convert all the funds because the tax bill would be too much. Can I convert just a part of the funds to my Roth IRA and then roll the rest of my 401k to my traditional? IRA. Sounds like he's yeah, been so paying first, attention. <laughs> yeah, he's paying attention for sure. The first thing I would do, Eddie, is roll the full amount of the of the 401k to a traditional IRA. And so that will give you uh, a little bit easier time to be able to now convert whatever dollar amount you can. So the answer is yes, you convert part of it. But first, you want to roll it all to a traditional IRA and then convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth. It just makes it easier than coming from a 401k. At the end of the day, the, the whole key here is how much can you convert? And we look at your household income, we look at your tax brackets, whether you're single or married, doesn't matter. That next tax bracket is the key. We want to take out and convert as much as we can, get into that top tax, uh, the next tax bracket without going over it and, and not triggering any higher taxes on all of your income. Okay. Well, and, and again, just that, just converting it from a 401k to an IRA, that's a non-taxable event, right? That, that just goes straight through. Totally non-taxable on that rollover conversion from a 401k. And that's the point, Steve, when we talked in the last segment of people that are 59 and a half years old, by rolling it from the 401k at your, at your workplace over to a traditional IRA, zero tax on that event. So you don't have to worry about paying any taxes. Nothing changes in your 401k. Nothing uh, changes on your contributions from your company on your 401k. It allows you to just take control of the money that you currently have in there and do something differently with it. All right. I like it. 800-998-5649, Eddie, if you want to learn more. Carl is in Rockport. He says, I'm four years away from retirement, and I already have enough money, uh, enough income for retirement. I have a year's worth of expenses in my checking account. Is there a certain balance I should keep in a checking account when my retirement accounts are set? Yeah, that's a great question, Carl. And I, I chuckle a little bit and smile when people ask me, how much should I have in my checking account? It's such a personal comfort level. I've had people come in and say, I got $5,000 in my checking account. How, how am I doing? Am I all set? And I've had people come in with $200,000 in their checking account and ask me the same question. So <laughs> sure. it, it's not my answer. It's, it's a matter of what are you comfortable with having your checking account? And so literally just did a review with a client, been a client for, for a decade plus now. And they come in and they had about $55,000 built up in, your, in their savings account. 
because they're retired. They're, they're in mid 70s. They're taking minimum distributions. They don't need all the money. So obviously that builds up in the saving checking accounts. So they come in for a review, say, Kev, we got this money. We're not making any interest on. How much should we put or how much should we keep in our checking account and then try to do something with the rest of it? And I, I, I chuckle with them as well. I said, well, how much are you comfortable with keeping? Because anything you commit to us, if we put it in a good conservative investment, you've got access to it in two business days. It doesn't lock up your money. And so they say, oh, all right. They, they, I said, go back and figure out how much you want to put and, and let me know. And we can set that account up as a separate entity. Um, so it's all your comfort level. I, I would recommend at least three to six months of uh, expenses saved up. But again, if you can get access to an account that you have with us w- within two business days, Commit as much as you're comfortable to commit. Sure, and again, that's that's again, that's that comfort level that that comes with that. Uh, I mean, you know, because uh, I mean, if, with, if you have a ton of money in, in a checking account, you're not making any money. That's for sure. That's the point. And, and yeah. with today's bank CD rates, there's no interest anymore in the bank. So we've we've got a lot of people entertaining starting to do something differently with their money and coming in and ta- and just having a conversation about it. They don't they might come in and have a consult and 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 not do anything, but a lot of people come in looking for direction and some some answers. Sure. 800-998-5649 Carl if you want to know some more. Anthony's in Freeport. Anthony says I'll be 72 years old next July and will be doing my first RMD, required minimum distribution. And he says I'm confused about taking it in the year of reaching 72 and paying tax on it in that calendar year. That would add to my regular tax burden when my other income is considered. When is the most tax efficient time to take my RMDs? Good question, Anthony, and thanks for writing in. So being 72 next uh, next July, we'll be doing your first required minimum distribution. Here's the thing. You're allowed only the first year, you're allowed to wait until April 1st or up until April 1st of the following year of the year after you turn 72 to take that first RMD. So if you're still going to work in that first year, you might want to bump that minimum distribution after January 1st. So it's on next tax year. The only caveat to that is you're going to be subject to doing two distributions during that next year because you have to do your second distribution by December 31st. But if it makes sense because of taxes, because you had worked a good part of the year, a lot of people you know, find that that's a better way to minimize taxes. Okay. Well, that makes sense too. 800-998-5649. That whole RMD thing gets confusing, doesn't it? I mean, I know not to you, but yeah, I think to never. the average person, it's... Yeah. And, and when when before they used to meet, make it 70 and a half. Right. Well, who knows when you're a half year old? Uh, 70 and, you know... It, well, it, any, any five-year-old knows the half year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But not a 72 year old. One of my yeah, one of my seventy and a half. I mean, come on, it's it's always got some confusion into right. it, but we make it simple. I All think right. fair enough. All right, let's see. We got time for another one here. Um, let's go to Ellen in Kennebunk. Uh, Ellen says an IRA is being willed to me. If I inherit it before the age of fifty nine and a half, can I have it sent directly to my own IRA? And what are the tax implications? Great question, Ellen. So a lot of a lot of rules have changed in the last year as far as inherited IRAs. So here's the thing. With an inherited IRA, if it's willed to you, obviously, you inherit it before the age of 59 and a half, you cannot have it sent directly to your own IRA because it's an inherited IRA. It has to be titled differently. And so with an inherited IRA, we need a copy of the death certificate. We need the the information on the person that is deceased that passed it on to you because their name still has to be attached to that IRA. With the new rules that got implemented in 2020, you've got to take that money out over a 10-year time period. 
So even if you're younger than 59 and a half, you can take that money out and not be subject to the prepayment penalty or pre-withdrawal penalty because you've got to have that money out by, by the end of the 10th year. And you're better off to do that maybe in portions. I just had somebody uh, do some business from North Carolina. There were referrals. Somebody knew somebody and they, they contacted me, had a phone consult. We went through a meeting uh, over the phone, talked through a bunch of things. And he inherited from his grandma, he was, he's 50 years old, inherited from his grandmother about $400,000 in a retirement account. And I said, listen, you're 50. She left you 400 grand. The problem is if you wait until you get to be 60 years old and take all 400,000 plus whatever it grows to, you're gonna have a massive tax bill. So my recommendation is take 40 or 50,000 a year starting now, take that out every single year. And at the end, just roll over whatever the, or take out whatever the difference is to minimize taxes uh, over the next decade. Sure. I mean, that's the thing. You wanna get that balance down the best way you can to, to minimize the taxes. Yep. And and looking at the tax rates and the brackets and what your household income is, is all part of that strategy. And and the rules are probably going to change again sooner than later with the, with Secure Act 2.0, which we're talking about soon. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. These these things change in Washington all the time, more actively today than ever before that we've doing, uh, been doing planning. So I would say, yeah, if you've got questions out there, you've got concerns, you want to do the consultation, you're not committed to do any business with us. It's just a chance to come in, talk to us, Figure out what, what's going on in your situation, your portfolio x-ray, figure out how much risk you got. Again, no obligation to do that. And I'm giving a copy of my book to all the callers today. All right. I like it. Uh, and again, on that note, we are up against the clock. Kevin, why don't we just one more time invite folks to call and take advantage of the, uh, the offer today? Great idea, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. Hey, folks, this is a great way for you to be able to, to come on in, sit down, get that financial roadmap put together, just exactly what we've been talking about here today. Kevin understands and, and can really help you make that happen. It's a, it's a true practical financial review, and it's just a phone call away at 800-998-5649. You heard, Kevin, the next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras that go along with it, the portfolio x-ray, the social security analysis, all of that at no cost and no obligation. And then when you walk out the door, you will have in your hand that roadmap, that guide that we talk about that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800 800- 998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Kevin, as always, one of my favorite hours of the week right here is, that, I mean, the time goes by so quickly and the information is just so important for folks to hear. 
It is important. And uh, I think it was a great show today. I'm looking forward to having conversations. So if, if you get a call from uh, a number you don't recognize, probably, it's probably somebody here at Frisbee and Associates trying to reach out to and answer your questions. We, we're going to try to do that within an hour of the show ending. All right. That sounds fantastic. Uh, folks, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you. And we are going to come back again next week with new topics and questions. All that and more right here on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.